there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Welcome to the Live Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie McQueen. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Koa Samui, uh, Thailand, Srini Bat, who I encountered on a stay there earlier this year and had a session with. And Srini is just a really, really special person, spent 14 years as a monk, is a life enhancement coach, but it's very hard to encapsulate what he does and how he helps people in just a description. So I thought let's have him on the live healthy podcast and share some of that magic that I had um, with, with you Srini. So thank you so much for that time. I've used your tools. You wrote a piece of paper for me and I keep finding little things on it that help me just the other day I opened it and I saw that it said slow down right in the middle. And it was like, I needed that. And I wrote a whole column on, you know, and it's it's very simple. So I don't even know how to get it. So thank you. Thank you for speaking to me. It's a delight to be able to speak to you again. (laughs) First of all, Anne-Marie, thank you so much for having me here on your podcast. Uh, Like I said, uh, you didn't have to uh, speak about me or uh, talk about me to anybody, but you're doing all this because I feel it is coming straight from your heart. You know, the most beautiful thing in uh, life is when somebody does uh, whatever they do uh, from their heart, uh, it reaches out to so many people. So first of all, thank you for having me here. My name is Srini or Srinivas, and I am from India. And I happen to be here in Thailand. And that is where I met uh, this amazing person in front of me, <laughs> uh, Anne-Marie, and in this beautiful setup called Kamalaya. Kamalaya to me has, uh, uh, I've been here around almost uh, one and a half to two years. Uh, by now, but then I feel so embraced here uh, because this is a natural paradise and also the energy is high. I believe for any transformation to happen, there needs to be um, the cooperation from the surroundings around us and also within us too. What happened to you when you came here, Anne-Marie, I believe is you loved uh, the surroundings to embrace you even as you did the same thing to yourself. That is why it was powerful. Oh, wow. Well, what's funny is I was in a sort of a place and state a couple of months ago that's different than I am now. And we had a session booked. And then I actually said, oh, we it, Kamalaya is on a mountain. So we had to go all the way down. And then I said to you, oh, I don't know. I, I thought that I had a session with you instead of Reiki and I really wanted Reiki. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to have this session. Like, I think it was labeled stress reduction or something. And I thought, well, I run a wellness and health and wellness website. I know everything there is about stress reduction. How could this possibly help? You and you very patiently, we went all the way upstairs and we checked and I did have the other appointment. And I was like, 
I felt like kind of a petulant teenager, but I was like, okay, let's just do it anyway. Like, why not? <laughs> and then thank goodness, because it was completely life-changing. So I wonder, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I was reviewing Kamalaya, so that it was booked for me. Uh, you probably don't yeah. have the same sort of song and dance, but thank you for, I knew you were special just the way you handled my, uh, my uh, oh, yeah. not wanting to sit and talk <laughs> about myself or my stress or I don't know like I think I just didn't feel comfortable and then you made me feel really comfortable so you that's See, one of your skills well uh, what I did is just uh, simply honoring your journey uh, when uh, see there are not many people in this world uh, who honor others journeys and uh, that's because they don't honor their own journeys so I I believe in help only um, in a sense where it is beyond the word help or beyond the fact that it is good to help or it is uh, nice to be of service to people. Um, most people are stuck in the idea of helping people, but uh, it is only possible to really help people if we can go beyond the idea of it. And that is possible only when uh, somebody can help themselves first. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted you to feel comfortable first. And uh, again, at the end of the day, I am a person who believes uh, any nobody can help anybody. <laughs> In the sense, the help can happen only if uh, it is a right timing for that to happen, and it is a right season. Uh, for every one of us to realize, yes, it is time for me to be happy. For all the people, for example, who are here in your podcast right now, um, it is one thing to hear this uh, as a matter of uh, information uh, about something nice, about someone uh, helped somebody, right? But it is another thing if they can listen to this podcast, uh, asking themselves the right question. The right question being maybe... Um, how can I be happy? It can be as simple question as that. If we can ask or tap into the right questions about uh, life within ourselves, but those questions should mean something to us. If someone, as they're listening to this, if they can ask the right questions or whisper them uh, within themselves, the right questions or right de uh, desires, you know, the universe usually has a tendency to answer them. And that is extremely humbling. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's always been been a pleasure. Um, yeah, interacting with you. <laughs> well, I'll just mention that I, you know, in my work, I've come across a lot of people who are in mm. the helping sphere. Yes. And they don't all yes. have the ability to sit with someone and honor their journey. Yeah. That is very yeah. lacking, and it's disturbing in a way to me because I think we you get people who are really struggling who come across someone who can't hold space for them. So Ooh. you know, off the top, that's just amazing, and it's something we should all aspire to. So yeah, not, we cannot do that. <laughs> Pardon? Sorry. Sorry. It's just not a given. It's not a given that you would go to a wellness center and see someone who would help you with stress that who would, who would, you know, just be there yeah. to show up for what you're going through. That's I, in my yeah. experience, not that common. If we cannot do that, then what's the whole point? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying <laughs> because the journey always begins from where we are. It never begins from, uh, okay, now we are about to go there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 
It has right. to begin from the idea. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so that's called the true good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you were a monk. Yeah. Like, let's just talk a little bit about your approach and what's informed your approach yeah. to helping other people. Yes. Yes. It is. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it my approach because I uh, see myself as a, of course, I'm a teacher. I've been doing this from the last uh, at least 28 years. Uh, but then I see myself more a student. And the, the reason I say that is um, it is so important for each and every one of us to understand no matter where we are in um, being a teacher or being a participant uh, of life, uh, that we must never forget that we have to participate if we have to teach or learn. <laughs> so there's something called uh, you either participate uh, with the flow called life, uh, with different seasons through which you're being navigated in life, or you don't. And when we don't participate, we negate things. You know, we are like resisting life, we are questioning, we are complaining, we are blaming each other, we are blaming ourselves, we are judging ourselves, we are resisting the journey and all that. And we are going too much in uh, into our head uh, more than feeling towards ourselves uh, that we deserve to be helped. So my approach uh, has been no different from how I participated in my life journey and how I am still participating in my life journey. It's all about can do you uh, really believe that you deserve to be helped? Ultimately, it all boils down to that, you know, of course, we can expand on that. But the, I am a person, I believe uh, that life can only help someone if they love themselves to be helped. This may seem like common sense, actually. Things are actually very simple, but uh, just because they are simple, we should not assume that we understand them all. Right. So in just the same way, I believe that um, life can only help if we want to be helped. Truly. The reason I say that is most of us, we say we want help. We say that we want to be happy, for example. We say we want to come out of our problems or our issues or we like freedom, for example. But uh, that is not usually what we communicate to life. Because at a deeper layer, we uh, may be completely closed to life itself. And that is not in our hands. So, so we must begin our journey by um, becoming conscious to the truth about whatever is going on. So that's how I begin. Uh, assisting anybody with their journey to help them become conscious uh, of the fact that they may be unconscious, <laughs> you know, and to become conscious of the fact that, uh, yes, I uh, have this goal, uh, for example, to come to Kamalaya, this trip, I have a certain goal in my life, I want to lose weight, or I want to be free of uh, my traumas, or I want to be... Um, be better equipped in dealing with the changes that are happening in my life, but they may not have the perspective and the energy 
that is needed for them to solve that particular issue, for example. Even people who can come uh, to um, uh, reduce their weight and all that, they may have the know-how. They may be given the exact list of what are the things that they must do in order to reach their goal, but they, a deeper part of themselves may not be cooperating with it. And therefore, no matter how much they try, they cannot. So uh, to say it in short, uh, my approach is first to help anybody become conscious of where they are first. And then when they are not struggling with that, because it is usually something that we don't like to do. <laughs> like I say, we are born free. As children, we have always been free. But we, as we grow up, we are programmed to be controlled, to be in pain. So it uh, is usually not a comfortable experience to go through that. But then um, what's the use in saying I want to be free if I'm not willing to pay attention to the truth, right? So that's where the journey begins. Yes. Okay. And the truth starts with sort of, you said it's not always in your hands. And that is because no. you don't realize how little of your yeah. life is conscious and how yeah, much exactly. is being driven by the past. And so could you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Each and every one of us uh, in the conscious layer, we want certain things or we don't want certain things. But at a deeper layer, there are so many uh, layers there where um, we might have had uh, a difficult past, you know, of all my um, meetings and sessions with so many people from the past few years or decades. Uh, I've met very few people uh, who have had very beautiful, um, only very beautiful and only auspicious things in their past. Uh, because obviously, uh, our parents cannot be blamed because uh, they themselves have been controlled by their past too. So nobody can be blamed. This is not at all about blaming uh, in the first place, you know. So it is all about uh, you are living in a house. Let's say this is the house I'm living and uh, I've decorated it because I wanted it to be in a particular way. What if I have zero idea about the things that are underneath the carpet and uh, no matter how much I decorate with beautiful furniture and nice fragrance, sooner or later, I'm going to face the, the brunt. I'm going to have to uh, face the reality that it is not as beautiful as I might want it to be. So it's like uh, those are the things that are kept at the deeper layer, what I can call the unconscious, um, because we are unconscious of it. That's why we call it the unconscious mind. And uh, so many things that we, the way we think, the way we speak, the way we act, the way we manifest things for ourselves in our lives. We're all extremely powerful, by the way. All of us are extremely powerful because we are co-creators with the universe. We are living a life which is uh, a partnership uh, with life, uh, so to speak, because um, because we are living in a universe where everything is influencing everything else, we have to pay attention. Let's say, coming back to the house example, I have to know what is there in this house. If I don't know, then I'll be driving blind. <laughs> and therefore, I will inevitably manifest so many things in my relationship, in my personal life, in my career, or in the way I attract 
or um, in the way I face failures too. Everything matters, you know, for us to uh, manifest all the things that we are manifesting. There's so many deeper reasons for that. And if, if we are not interested in knowing them, um, we will not be able to um, know or even feel them. It's not about something intellectual that we must understand, okay, I've gone through a difficult past and therefore I have to transcend that, surpass that, and I will make it happen. None of uh, like that, you know, not, it's not like that. It is all about how vulnerable you can be with yourself that is going to determine the quality or enhance the quality of your life. So um, when we begin from where we are, um, we can pay attention to the fact that, yeah, I may be a teacher from the last 20 years or 30 years, but I may be completely oblivious to the fact that I am having a lot of fear. What if I am not conscious of it? Then the universe or life cannot assist me to live a higher quality life because I'm constricting myself. And if I am not giving permission for myself to uh, live a life of joy because I am holding on to my fears, the universe will not force me to live a life of joy. Even if I am in the conscious layer saying, I want to be happy. There's going to be some um, obstacle or the other unnecessarily um, that's going to come in on my way. And I may not know why. So that is why it is so important to become conscious of the things that we are unconscious of because uh, as long, it is only as long as things are unconscious that those things or those patterns or those decisions or assumptions have a grip on our um, life. If they are conscious, if we are conscious of them, if they are brought from the unconscious to conscious, and uh, held with uh, enormous uh, respect and uh, compassion, there is no way those patterns and those assumptions can grip our lives or even manifestations. So that is a magical thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is magical. Okay, so how does one begin to do this? What are a few First steps? First of all, yeah, yeah. This, uh, you're asking some amazing questions. That is exactly what people should ask, you know. Most of us are asking the wrong questions. Why is it that somebody is treating me the way they are treating me? Why is it that I'm not getting the right job um, uh, opening that I'm looking for? Why is it like this? Why not like that? You know, we ask the wrong questions. When life is happening in a certain way, as life is happening to us parallelly, there is something else that is happening too, which we are not conditioned to pay attention to. That is all about the inner. So when the outer is uh, manifesting, being manifested the way we are manifesting it all, there's so many things that are happening within us. But we're living in a society where being vulnerable is not popular. Or uh, it's not being encouraged because uh, nobody, um, not many people know the power of it. We don't have to announce to the whole world what I am thinking. I don't have to do that. 
or even like Mahatma Gandhi, who wrote a book, um, My Experiments with Truth. And in it, he shared everything about him to the whole world at the peak of his fame. We don't have to do all of that. We just have to be completely, innocently, sincerely observant of whatever is going on within, even as we are facing so many disturbances or obstacles outside, it is doing something in here. I may say it's because of him that I'm having this pain. It is because of how I was treated when I was a kid that I am being uh, so much conditioned like this and therefore I have no freedom. But the reality is, it, it may be because of him that I am feeling like this, but it is because of him that I am feeling like this here first. So that means I must pay attention to what is going on here first. And the connection is this. If I pay attention to that, and if I'm uh, beginning to see, yeah, I'm resisting whatever is going on, I don't even like to pay attention because that's the truth. We don't like or we don't know. And um, when I pay attention to that fact, and uh, slowly, the attention here is a very important word because nobody uh, wants to pay attention. Not in, Again, this attention is not an analytical word. It's not a logical thing that you have to pay attention to the phone or whatever is there in front of me. It is unconditional and respectful observation of whatever you may uncover. It's not about something new that you have to learn. That's what fascinated me like 28, 30 years ago on this path. Because it's not about something new that I must learn and I have to be knowledgeable, I have to learn certain teachings and philosophies and then be wiser and then one day I'll be free. That is not the truth. That may help. But what is even more important is what we can uncover within ourselves about what is already there. And when somebody does that, the whole it feels as though the whole universe is going to help. And it will, because you begin to uh, come down to ground zero. That is where the rocket can be launched. We're all trying to launch the rockets from up above the, uh, the ground. You know, we have to come down uh, to uh, the truth. That's where this ancient Indian chant, it says, Asatoma Sargamaya, um, means it, it, it describes the journey of a um, truth seeker or a spiritual seeker. It says you have to start from untruth to truth first. And if you don't start there, no matter how much you may know, uh, how much philosophy you may understand, uh, or how knowledgeable you may be, or how um, a great communicator one may be, it's not going to be of use. So we must be uh, humbly, uh, be willing to courageously uh, be vulnerable to ourselves, with ourselves here first. And then uh, when that happens, uh, it's like we're giving permission um, truly to be helped. So uh, that's how it begins. And I mean, in my own experience, it's as simple as when you start to feel an upset feeling, whatever it is, yes. like a frustration or a sadness, my whole life would be looking for a reason for that feeling, whether it's someone I work with or something that happened yes. or um, I don't have enough of this or I just need to yes. drink this or do this and stopping all of that and just 
attending yeah. to the feeling and let it sit in you and experience True. it. But that is the hardest thing for most people. I know it was for me. Yeah. So how yeah. do you do that? Like, I, I used to think, I guess the feeling would swallow me up. And now I realize like, if I let that feeling happen, yeah, it will be over sooner than if yeah. I don't let it happen and look. Yeah, at some point, exactly. You said it right. All those things can help. Uh, like, uh, we may uh, try and seek out help from others, or we may uh, be busy engaged in whatever we are doing, even though we may be passionate about it. You know, so many people um, come and tell me, I am successful in what I'm doing. I'm quite passionate too. I'm super um, wealthy as well, but I feel a drag that is pulling me down somehow. And I don't understand that. That drag is because a self-induced drag, which we are not responsible again. And uh, that's why it demands enormous compassion. If that compassion, um, see, we are people, we are a society where we are ever, ever ready to give compassion to others, to be helpful for others and to be kind, to be a person of value, to be really a good person uh, for others because there's so much suffering in this society. But uh, we may not necessarily do that within ourselves. So to understand that first might be a huge breakthrough, a huge milestone first. You may ask people for help or you may keep yourself busy, but um, at some point, well, at some point we must be conscious of what are the things that are going on within that um, I am blinded to uh, because of which I'm manifesting things. Um, and therefore, at some point, um, we should be okay to be conscious of those sources and work on them so that we manifest naturally, not try to, but naturally, by default, manifest beautiful things for ourselves. If at some point we have to do it, we might as well do it right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, it's at the bottom of the list for so many people. And all you have to do is move it to the top of the list. Like that's the conscious. thing. Yeah. yeah. You said something so beautiful. You asked me uh, about my niece and nephew. And you said, you said, imagine your niece wanted to spend time with you and you're busy working and you say, I'll see you later. Yeah. Uh, and she yeah. sat on a stool and you worked for an hour, two hours. And then he said, imagine if it was five hours and she was still sitting there waiting. And he said, yeah. you said that would be devastating, right? And I got like choked Absolutely. up to think of my beautiful niece sitting on a stool waiting yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. But that that's us. That's us not paying attention to the feeling. Exactly. We don't give priority to ourselves. That's the most unfortunate thing. And that's the most painful thing too. Uh, like, uh, we, that's what I said. We are ready to do it for others, but um, there is a part, we may not know that there is a part within um, ourselves that uh, I don't like, you know, and it is okay because we, we've been programmed in this world to think it's not okay uh, to have the not so nice things inside, within, you know, and uh, therefore, we are naturally growing up as people who don't like the so-called uh, not-so-beautiful things, who only prefer the beautiful things. It's like social media. What is happening in social media is what we have been doing all our lives. <laughs> Actually, uh, we want to portray ourselves to be uh, somebody who is attractive, 
and somebody is beautiful let us say i speak about something that i'm scared about i may not be embraced so that fear may uh, choke me up and it's forcing me to try to be an appealing person or try to be uh, a gentlemanly uh, kind of behavior you know so what we are doing is while we are if we are like that naturally it's amazing but if we are not like that if there is a fear that may be lurking a fear that if i am seen differently i may not be accepted then a lot of my energy is going to be gone in suppressing so many things so ultimately it's all about energy so therefore there is no energy available for me to think beautifully there is no energy available because i'm using all my energy to resist uh life or to fight or to find somebody to be blaming uh for what i'm going through or blaming myself or having a, a a wrong notion of responsibility that i have to be there for everybody to help them and if somebody is not really being helped it's on me and therefore feeling guilty or being a people pleaser and all that we we spend a lot of energy on all these things and therefore there is no energy available to embrace the truth as it is and therefore there is no energy available to uh see the ocean for example you know we we go to vacations we go to uh different amazing uh paradises in this world uh, to enjoy have fun and take a break but i really doubt how many people in new york city really are in new york city how many people in um london are really in london because they may be busy in the thought noise that is going on all the time within and we may not be uh present to the most beautiful smiles like the smile of your niece you may not be present because you may be busy in the thought noise which is running like a generator engine within us we cannot eat we cannot enjoy whatever we are eating we cannot enjoy whatever we are uh, experiencing then probably that is a, not a good way to live right we deserve if we have eyes if we have hands if we have a brain to think we might as well enjoy it to the fullest <laughs> i'm just saying and uh, to understand all this at a deeper level um gives you that uh energy burst that will happen because you see you're not fighting untruth you're embracing the truth and therefore there is release of energy that release of energy is love that release of energy is intelligence is creativity is the smile that you're having right now that is the energy we are denying ourselves that energy meaning we are denying denying ourselves life we're denying ourselves life there's a reason i say there's a reason why life is called life and not death <laughs> because it is alive it is listening to us it is help it wants to help us and is like asking please begin by becoming conscious of whatever is going on. like the people who are listening to this podcast it might whatever we are talking might um make them uh say certain things within themselves or ask certain things within themselves what if they whisper to themselves as they're listening oh i want to live my life i'm just saying some participant 
who's just listening to you right now, who's listening to me right now, is like, wow, I want to live life. I really want to enjoy whatever I want to do. Um, and I want to be happy. If that desire is really making them feel something, mean something, I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time that they're going to be helped in unimaginable ways because the universe is listening to us all the time. And most of us are, get, are caught up with the how of things. The beauty of life is we don't even have to know the how. We just have to dream and desire happily like a fresh. Sorry. <laughs> I can... Yeah. I can imagine some people I know that are that would be listening going, but Srini, how do you yeah. know the universe wants this? How do you know how the universe responds? How how do you know? You can't know that. Well, you do it and see. You should not believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so when um, nobody should believe anybody, actually. <laughs> people need, that's why I said in the beginning of this podcast, we must arrive at our own questions. And when we ask the right questions, usually life responds in unimaginable ways. Usually we get lost in asking those questions because we are supposed to ask certain questions. Usually we get lost in assuming and in following what others are asking us to follow, what religion is asking me to follow, what my group of friends are asking me to do, what my school or college has asked me to um, do or perform, we just blindly do them. We don't uh, question life. I'm not asking uh, us to be um, like um, crazy rebels. No, I'm asking, um, I'm inviting people to question uh, everything in life. And you will also, it will lead you to question, what should I do to be happy? And see, for example, um, we know this place is so beautiful and uh, it's, it's a place for beautiful sunrises, sunsets. But do we really know, do I really know in a few hours how exactly the sunset here today is going to be? I have zero clue. So which means nobody knows what's going to happen the next moment, the next day. Uh, the next week or whatever, which means life is fresh. It's a live show, which we don't know that's unfolding every moment, even now, right? If life is so fresh, why don't we meet that life afresh? We're meeting with all the assumptions and the baggages and all that. So we must test it out. Whatever I'm saying People should not believe it. Whatever you're helping people with, they should not believe it. They must test it out and see if it is true within themselves. If it means something, whatever I'm saying, if people who are listening, if it means something to them, it has to lead them to their truth of this moment, to their experience of life at this moment. It may be something difficult or something beautiful. It doesn't matter. If they are conscious of what they are going through, and if they, if they can be their own best friend, wishing the best for themselves at this moment as they're listening to, the, to us, then as a result of that, 
naturally, beautifully, organically, there will be something uh, amazing that will bloom in them. A sincere desire to be happy, and they should follow suit. And um, and then one thing will lead to another. That's the beauty of life. Um, everything. There are no coincidences, right? Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed since. Since I left, and I've known it in and out, but it's definitely grown since yeah. I was there. Or yeah. when you're present to this unfolding, this freshness that you talk about, yes. it's just so much more peaceful. And then you become aware of how everyone is trying to tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. Like that's what the whole world is. That's what media is and social media and your friends yeah. are telling you. Everyone's telling you what's going to happen. And I have this little funny joke I play now where it's like, look at that's another person trying to figure out what's yeah. going to happen and present it like they know because they have all this evidence. Yeah. But we really yeah. don't know. And that's like really a game that I've been playing because I'll get caught yeah. up, right? Like I'll, I'll yeah. open my email and I have all these newsletters yeah. and saying what's going to happen. And then I have to remind myself that no one knows. It's a trick, you know, it's a trap, actually, to get caught up in the world of assumptions and the world of conflict that we are, just because we may have lived like that, it doesn't necessarily mean that is the reality. And therefore, we have to question that. And um, the mind... Uh, always wants to take us away from the present moment by making us be busy on worrying about what happened in the past and being scared about what may or may not even happen in the future. So in spending our energy in all of that, we don't have energy left to enjoy whatever we are doing, to live whatever we are living, you know. So that is why it is important to, that is exactly why people must question um, because we are living a, a life of habits, actually. A habitual way of uh, being scared. Um, and when there is fear, there is self-doubt. When there is self-doubt, there is guilt and all that. We have to observe all that. And the fact is, we have been going through that enough number of times uh, all our life. And um, if we can sincerely watch this cycle, the petition, cycle of repetition and how there is so much exhaustion in the cycle then from there from uh, from this observation of a genuine observation of the truth of what is there there will arise a sincere desire to be free but that sincere desire to be free will not happen naturally if we are busy trying to run away trying to keep ourselves engaged and be a workaholic even, maybe, you know, and uh, or try to give a spiritual definition to what we am, what I'm going to accomplish and all that. Uh, be it in the spiritual definition or otherwise, it doesn't really uh, matter and it's not different. And they're not really different um, un until we pause. Like you said, slow down, right? Um, when you pause, you begin to see reality. And from there arises a sincere, innocent desire. And it's ultimately all about, can I prioritize my happiness? Of course, I want to help people. I want to do this. I want to do that uh, for the family and everybody else because it's a good thing to do all that. But am I really prioritizing my happiness? Not really, actually. 
not many of us do that because maybe we feel guilty to do that or maybe uh, we think uh, it's not proper to put myself first uh, in front of others and therefore i have to be selfless and all that it is it may seem like selfishness but actually uh, it is called self worth if i don't feel worthy uh, of um, receiving and experiencing and enjoying life beautifully and uh, auspiciously um how is it possible that i'm giving permission for life to help me live that way you know so it's all about sincerity wherever somebody is uh, doing an observation with such sincerity and innocence i believe that is divinity at work oh that's beautiful and when you fall out of it you something else that was really helpful was you talked about the five viruses when i feel like i'm getting <laughs> out of that out of mm -hmm. what you're just talking about and yeah. When I think about the, I'm usually involved in the five viruses when I have, yeah. and I consider myself a really positive person. So I might be doing it yeah. like in a positive way, but can you just talk about that a little bit? Yeah. The five viruses, it may be intriguing, but it's actually, it's uh, five um, compelling habits that each of us as human beings have unconsciously. We Like we are, I said, we are blinding, sorry, we're driving blindly, right? And therefore it's dangerous. What does it mean? Uh, we may be engrossed with the uh, feeling um, pity about ourselves. We may be comparing ourselves with uh, so many people uh, other than us, in our, within our family too, or with friends. Or we may be uh, somebody who is complaining about anything and everything um, and blaming somebody for the things that we are going through or blaming ourselves too. Or we may be into self-pity and uh, feel guilty about things, you know. So... Um, and comparison, of course. Uh, so all these are, uh, the reason I call them viruses is because they drain our energy and they corrupt the system. <laughs> they corrupt the system in such a manner that it, it has, they have the power to rob off life from us <laughs> and make us into robots you know, or be mechanical and live a life uh, which is just for survival. Uh, I'm a person who believes uh, it's important to be alive as long as I'm alive. And when it's time for me to die, I must die happily. Oh. I mean it, you know. And uh, um, what else is life if we cannot um, retain or have or enhance the charm that we can have towards life? I believe no matter how adult that we may be, uh, the day we think I'm supposed to be an adult is the beginning of the fall for me. You know, so <laughs> we, we don't have to be childish. We can be childlike within. Then I say we are better equipped to pay attention afresh, freshly paying attention to whatever is going on and therefore embrace also give us the opportunity to embrace whatever is going on because if we don't do that um, we pile up more problems for ourselves that's why uh, it's called virus because we uh, we go round and round and round and end up asking a bunch of wrong questions for which life will never answer life can only answer if we ask the right questions and uh, so first of all it's a huge milestone if somebody observes these 
viruses or complaining, blaming, comparison, self-pity and feeling like a victim and even accepts that, it's such a huge milestone because we drain our energy so much by getting uh, uh, loving ourselves to get sucked into each of these viruses. So okay. in, it is in our own interest. We need to observe all this. And uh, it's about reviving ourselves. We must participate in reviving ourselves. Otherwise, um, you know, um, um, I met so many of my friends who uh, are my age, but they gave me uh, at some point, they gave me a feeling as though they are 60, 70, 80 years old, not interested in life and as though they're carrying the whole burden of life itself or the world itself. Um, no, we are not in control of anything that is happening. But yet we are because we have the option of paying attention and beginning the journey here. When we work on ourselves here, we naturally begin to feel nice here first. And then that inevitably assists in uh, helping the world around us. We are also busy in thinking about the goodness for the world at large in general. But uh, if we can work on ourselves like this, by being conscious first to whatever's going on, then we not only feel good inside, but then we also impact and um, help naturally by default the world around us first. If we cannot do this, forget about the world transformation or whatever. Right, because every person who does this contributes to a larger absolutely. feeling. Yes, absolutely. Uh, when you are smiling beautifully like this, you're um, giving people hope, you know, and um, people want to, you know, um, photographers uh, love authentic smiles, right? Now, I love taking photographs. So I love when somebody is um, smiling so authentically. Uh, or somebody is really authentic within themselves. It shows in their face, and um, and when when we, we are living a life where we are rooted in authenticity, than rooted in trying to impress and all that, there is such freshness in such people, and uh, such people uh, make a difference, um, whether they know it or not. They are already making a difference, and. Um, that's beautiful, isn't it? That's so much hope for this world. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's just <laughs> wonderful to talk to you. I think I want you to write a book, but you know, you know. Yeah, so many people have told me. <laughs> yeah. sure. I think it will happen in time. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'll be lining up for that book. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. You. Thank you so much for your time, Shreen. Take care. You're most welcome, Andrew. I really appreciate all that you're uh, doing. I wish you the best in this beautiful work that you're in. Same for you. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast. 